Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. Ed Russo in the house. Hello, it's meteorologist Tom Russell in the other house. <laughs> Somewhere. Well, well, in the uh, in the building. Yes, yes, yes. Well, it's great to catch up with you. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, winter has hit si- uh, suddenly and strongly here. We went from so warm through the first half of November. Like we were running, I think I looked at, we were running like 13.9 degrees above average for the first half of the month. It was crazy. Yeah. And now, now the exact opposite, a total 180. Here we go. Yeah. I mean, we significantly above to significantly below. Exactly. How's that for whiplash? <laughs> well, you know, we always say weather is the average of the extremes. So it is, it that, that's that's really the definition. So is winter, <laughs> excuse me, is winter here to stay? I think not. One of the things we talked about recently in our CBS 21 weather special that we were going to get this burst of winter here, some cold stuff, but then it would back off and looking like a more mild December. You still feel that way? Yeah, that's that's what it's looking like, at least for now. And, you know, I, I feel like this has happened the past three years. The over, overall right. track course is uh, our La Nina, which we've had three three years in a row now. Um, it does look like it's a bit weaker than previous years. Right. Maybe not quite as strong, but I went back and looked last year. We had about half the average snowfall. I think we had 16 inches uh, and that included a storm in the, in March, if I'm not mistaken. So 30 is average. So we we're only about half of average last year. Yeah. Snowfall. That's, that's yeah, that's pretty par for the course. So, you know, I, I think one of the um, interesting things to watch here is a, a weaker La Nina obviously will have less influence on the jet stream to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so will that be enough to give us a closer to average snowfall? Will it be enough to give us even, or will it be weak enough to where we could still get an above normal snowfall? Chances are against that, but it's always possible because we have seen busy winters in La Nina years. Okay, so let's uh, define our definition and what we think is going to happen. Uh, we start with temperature. We say we're going to be a little mild through uh, December and then a little colder but really what we call a backloaded winter where the cold really sets in late January into February. And then the other interesting thing we talked about was maybe an early, it's an early spring, but a milder March. So, and sometimes that can actually favor a decent snowfall. Um, You know, we can have those early March snowfalls. So uh, we, we don't think it's going to be a brutal winter. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And remember when we say mild pattern, you can always have a snow event in a mild pattern. Sure. You look at the big picture. So that doesn't mean no snow. That just means, you know, in aggregate temperatures are going to be a little above normal, which is what we're hinting at. So, okay. So, um, white Christmas, yay or nay? I mean, it's possible, but I bet against it. I'd bet against it in any any year because climatologically it's rare. (laughs) Oh, you're such a party pooper, but you're so right. Yeah. So right. Um, you know, it still would be nice to have at least a little bit of light snow before uh, for Christmas, but it doesn't look like that'll happen. I know what uh, you can do. Well, I'm sure. And uh, take. Okay, so what you have to do is you have to get a camper, right? Okay. You get a camper. All right. Drive to Ski Round Top. Make <laughs> sure that your window is exposed towards the hill. And you'll look out the window and there will be your white Christmas. Because they're blowing snow for you. Yes. they start. <laughs> I mean, it's always white there on Christmas. They're always at least starting to blow snow. They usually don't open until afterwards. But Right. 
All right. So with that said, we have uh, plenty of snow not that far from here, uh, perhaps in historic snow as we get into uh, Buffalo, New York. So we're talking about two, three feet of snow. And this isn't just a, it's not like a storm storm. It's lake effect snow. Explain that. Yeah. So um, lake effect snow, basically the in the in the fall, you still have the lakes retaining a lot of heat. It takes a lot of energy to change the temperature of water. Right. So even though the the temperature, the air temperature in the fall drops, the lakes remain warm. So you get this cold air moving over this basically bath water, and it causes it you know lots and lots of instability and downwind of the lakes, especially when you have the wind that blows along the long axis of the lake. You can get these pretty intense lake effect rain and snow bands. And of course, now it's cold enough to see it fall as snow. But, you know, Lake Erie is aligned with the prevailing wind. So when you yeah. look at the long axis of the lake, which is almost 250, 300 miles long, you're talking about Detroit, Michigan to Buffalo, New York. Right. That's a long, long track over water. So when you get these bands that develop in a west-southwest prevailing wind, Mm-hmm. band is very mature and intense on the east side of the lake and it tends to be very narrow yeah incredibly narrow i mean there's going to be uh neighborhoods in buffalo that get a couple of inches on the north side of town and then you get to the south side of town you know closer to the, like the hamburg area mm-hmm. where you're going to have four or five feet that's unbelievable you yeah. know i so wish they were playing this game uh the bills were supposed to be home against the cleveland browns and playing at uh, orchard park where the stadium is and that would have been so cool to see but they moved the game to detroit and then on top of that the game is indoors in detroit you're like come yeah, on so you go from you go from potentially a really snowy game to one that's inside Inside. So, yeah. And, and it's so, going to be so snowy that not only did they move the Sunday game, but they're also due to play again on Thursday, which is Thanksgiving. That game is also going to be played in Detroit. That's a crazy, crazy schedule. There. Yeah, and, and Detroit doesn't really get lake effect snow <laughs> at all because, you know, they can off a of lake here on when the wind direction is yeah, like the wind north. direction has to be the other way. Right. But, but yeah, but it has to be kind of north, northeast almost. Yeah. Um. But when you're on the west side of the Great Lakes, you typically don't get lake effect snow because the prevailing wind is right going the other way. East. Yeah. So really, when you're if you want to live around the Great Lakes and you don't want to see snow, live on the western side of them. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Speaking of snow, one of the big buzz uh, has been a potential snowstorm after Thanksgiving. So as we record this right now, it does not look like a it's going to be warm or cold enough it's going to be too warm we're going to be around 50 for thanksgiving and then the pattern just not there for uh you know uh, what we call a blocking high or something that would really reinforce some cold and keep that storm intense so it does look like we'll get some rain and maybe a little messy after thanksgiving but it doesn't look like a big snowstorm you agree yeah the um like even the ridge placement out west isn't in the proper spot for us to get you know cold air so you know we're already seeing that ingredients aren't on the table that's not doesn't look like it's there and the pattern doesn't really support it um and even though models show it the pattern still doesn't support it so you know this is a crazy time of the year where you get these these hypesters that look at the gfs 10 days out yeah 10 days out right 
which is one of the models we look at, and it's going to show a storm every every seven right. to right. Always right. going to show a storm because it, it's a, it has a bias. It over amplifies the system. It, it 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 overestimates the amount of cold air in place, and you have to take it with a grain of salt when it's showing a storm every seven to ten days. Yeah, this is where we get back to models or what we call guidance in the business. They're not actually what's going to happen. They guide us. They go, okay, hey, be a be astute to this. Be ready for you know, this, uh, sometimes in the warm months, it overdoes the hurricanes, you know, it'll see a hurricane 10 days out and people will start to hype that and then, uh, doesn't play out. So it, it's a good lesson. Like you said, not to buy into the hypesters and, and, uh, really start to dig into the meteorology, you know, like you're saying, do we really have that kind of pattern? We really in that kind of setup, uh, what time of the year is it? Boy, it's really early for us to get, yeah, some you really have to take in climatology, you know, I, Here's the thing in September, if it's showing like a huge storm, snowstorm here in the last 10 days of September, could it theoretically happen in a very, you know, anomalous setup? Sure. But sure. I am going to seriously consider climatology and say, this has never happened. And it is very unlikely for something to happen, let alone forecasting that unlikely event seven days out. It's a losing strategy in forecasting. So and you uh, have to take climatology into account. You really do. But with that said, uh, just a couple of days ago, November 15th, we had a very early snowfall, uh, what I would call a significant snowfall, not for everybody, but uh, certainly when you see that snow lay in the middle of November, that's fairly unusual. Our first snow generally doesn't come until uh, the first part of December. So a little bit on the early side and fairly significant places like State College got four inches of snow. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was it was covered. It was laying. Um, so I went back and I looked at that same thing that happened uh, in 2018, was it? Yeah, 2018. Yeah. Uh, November 15th, we had that big snow. Everybody got caught in and whatnot. Um, but then the, the season played out um, very average very average so we had a kind of a mild december as we talked about and then i think we had nine point something inches in january uh like 10 inches in february and then we had two big snowstorms right in the beginning of march so I, i'm kind of leaning that way don't you think yep yeah I'm, I'm leaning that way too so and that's kind of what we reiterated in the weather special which is still available on our website by the way Yes, cbs21.com. You can check out uh, what we thought. Uh, the other thing we covered in the weather special, I thought you did a great job, was uh, Miller A versus Miller B. And those are basically the, the two tracks. One gives us big snow. That's Miller A. And Miller B is a little less. So uh, explain Miller A real quick. So Miller A is basically when you have a storm system coming straight from the south, Gulf of Mexico, southeast Atlantic, and it runs into the cold air that's over us. So almost all of the precipitation falls in the form of snow. It's heavy. It can often be wet. Those are our big classic blockbuster events around here, usually. Usually. And sometimes we see the Miller B setups give us really good snows, but that's less common. Yeah. So that's it when has, the load comes happened. out of the... That comes out of the Midwest. It's usually a quick mover. It doesn't have as much moisture to work with. And that's what we see much more common, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All um, right. So go ahead. You know, I, I was thinking, because uh, before this event we had on Wednesday, I was looking at the terrain maps across central PA. And I didn't, I did not know that we have some elevations in Mifflin County that are over almost 2,400 feet. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I noticed that going to state college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I had a, a friend last year 
where the entire viewing area was basically rain. Right. Broad Mountain got eight to 10 inches of snow. But nobody in central PA would have known that because hardly anybody lives up there. Wow. What time of the year was that? Was it early in the season? This was one of those mixed precipitation events we had last year. Okay. So I'm, I'm really curious. I think Mifflin County might actually, that one spot in Mifflin County could possibly be the snowiest part of central PA. (laughs) Wait, what's it called? Broad Mountain? When you Broad Mountain, it goes up to 22,000. And I was looking at it. I was really doing some investigating yesterday because, or the, over the weekend because of the snow on Tuesday, higher elevations are definitely going to get the most. (laughs) I mean, 23, that's a legitimate mountain. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. So, and state college isn't going to get as much because they're in a valley. Right. But if you look at the surrounding hills in State College or the surrounding mountains, yeah, they'll get it pretty good. But I think it's 2,385 feet. But wow. if you're dealing with, you know, uh, especially early season event, I could I could totally see that last that mountain have been all snowed with this last event. But there's no one up there to measure what happened. Oh, it's going to ask you if you heard what happened. Because I no. know State, State College had four inches, so likely they had the same or a little bit more. Yeah, I would be willing to bet that spot in Mifflin County has more because they're on a hill, they're on a ridge top, not in a valley like State College. So I would right. love to see more of these, um, more you know, measurements, like especially on ridge top observations. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, just the top of Blue Mountain, you're gonna have, I mean, it's gonna be different at the very top of these ridges than well, it is in the valley. Yeah. Especially early in the season, that was yeah. one of the things we talked about. Yeah, when you're talking about, and, and even just enhanced snow from the air being forced up the western side of the slope. So, you know, I'm, those microclimates are pretty fascinating. But again, on, on a lot of the ridges around here, not many people live at the very top. I mean, there's a few, but it's just well, interesting to think about. That and, you know, as we go forward here, um, we're not thinking about too much in the way of mixed precipitation for the uh, for the upcoming season, but it's always a factor. It's always uh, what helps play out here between the elevation and the, whatever direction the storm comes from. So the, there's always somebody getting a mix. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially here when you have, you know, you could get rain in Lancaster County and all snow west of 81. I mean, it's a, it's a very complicated, I mean, hands down, you know, this part of the country is one of the toughest to forecast when you're dealing with like a synoptic snow. Right. So uh, let's talk about uh, Thanksgiving real quick. Uh, so I intend to eat a lot of turkey. I'm going to, oh, that's not what you meant. Uh, th- Thanksgiving uh, is going to be on the mild side compared to where we've been. We'll be around 50 degrees. It should be mostly sunny. So we're good for the travel day leading into Thanksgiving. We're good for Thanksgiving, but then it looks a little rainy for uh, Black Friday. So kind of a cold rain is what I'm Yeah. Thinking. And that's the system that's getting a lot of the hype. Right. So take it to be way too warm. It's going to be colder on the backside of that. But the yes. moisture will be gone by the time that, you know, would have a really uh, impact of any kind. You know, and, and a lot of people say, why are we so unlucky? Why do we constantly, why does every storm, why does it only get cold enough after the moisture is gone? And, and it's not, it's not that, it's not that we're unlucky. It's just, that's how storms work around here. Right. That's yeah. just part of our climatology. Usually, usually we're too warm. We see more rain than snow. Or usually by the time we're getting the cold air in here, the moisture's gone. It's just that's how storms pass through here most of the time. It's those it, times that doesn't happen that you remember. You emphasized it, I think, in our 
uh, winter weather preview, you know, it's all about the track. You know, we get that track and it just happens to be, you know, we always talk about, oh, these are riding up I-81. Well, that's kind of how it rolls. It right. just follows that. So Every question I asked, I answered the same way. <laughs> when I was watching it back, I'm like, I seriously said the same answer. But, I, you know, but I'm, I'm trying to, you know. It's true, though. That's one of the, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to really hit home. Like, that's the main issue. And that storm track's determined, obviously, by La Nina, which is what, you know, Steve explained. Steve, yeah. Good stuff. So check it out uh, on CBS21.com. Our winter weather preview is yeah. uh, now there and free for your viewing. So check it out. And uh, anything else on your mind? Brad, no, don't think so. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Great to catch up with you. And uh, this is our Thanksgiving edition, I guess, of the uh, the podcast. So Yeah. Well, actually, we I might be doing one with Steve on Wednesday. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that sounds yeah. good. We shall see. Well, awesome, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for All listening. Right. Yep. Thanks, Tom. You're listening to It's Raining Mets.